0: Just a fun side story, I was like, how do I name this? And I've always loved acronyms and all these things. And um I was working on another idea called RAD Rated, which was uh remember zagat zagat rated and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I had this idea for like if you go to a city, you could see um how do you find cool places that are designed? Well, cool coffee shop that's got cool design. And I had this idea for Rad Rated, which was R A A D Respects Architecture Art and Design. Um, and spent some time on it, but it never really I never really you know, fulfilled that obviously, but as I was working through a name, I was, I was looking at the sources just for months and months. It's just like writing things down, and I came across the word admix, which is like you know, admixture for concrete aggregate and these things. Mm. And I thought, wow, that's cool. That's like it's a mixture of all these different things and something that holds stuff together. And I said, admix, radmix, radmix. And I was like going back and forth, and then I just thought, no, admix with two A's: architecture, art, and design mixed together. Ah, so uh, that's that's how
1: AdMix the name was. Yep. So this is Tobin Green, everybody. AdMix on Instagram, right? Yep. A-A-D-M-I-X-X. Yep. Yeah, I think a lot of people look at that and go, what does that mean?
0: Yeah, uh, it's. some people are like, AdMix, AdMix, but yeah, it's it's just AdMix. I like it. It
1: makes sense. It's like the the concrete construction thing.
0: Everything's got a story, man. I I don't care what it is I do. Everything has a story. Nothing is arbitrary. If you walk through my house, I, I... you know, when we did the pray to Homes after we built our home, um, I literally gave tours every single day for 30 days to strangers. And, like, I could do it. I, it happens now. If people want to see the house, I can walk around there for hours. I'm like, do you want, like, the quick tour where you just want to see the rooms real quick? Or do you want, like, the nerd tour where I can tell you every little detail of everything in there? And uh, I, can, I can literally walk around and point out every, every piece of art, every material, everything in, in my house and life. Has a story.
1: Yeah, so you are a general contractor, correct? I'm a contractor architect. Yep. Like what else uh you've yeah, got. I mean, I yeah, I kind of everything in house. Right? Yeah,
0: we keep it all in house. Um I wanted to be, you know, the legend was I wanted to be an architect since I was a kid, since my first Lego set, I was like 4 years old. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to put it together super fast. My mom was like, you're going to be an architect like your uncle. So Legos, Um, you
1: too, Carl, you know, soul design, Carlos,
0: he had the same story. I imagine a a lot of, a lot of people in this field have the same. And I, I actually, (laughs) I'm a big nerd. I still, I still uh, work with Legos. I call it my Lego therapy. I got really back, really into it during COVID man. And, and, it was like I would spend hours just put on my favorite podcast. And, and did you build go to some town. of those
1: like five thousand piece Star oh, Wars oh, I, I have, Death Stars? I, I
0: did the Millennium Falcon. Matter of oh, fact, matter of fact, I still have it. It's like embarrassing. How I'm long sitting, did that take you? Uh, I actually timed it, and that's what's what a nerd I am. I timed it and did like a time lapse. It was about a hundred hours of holy just, shit. Yeah, it was just like yeah. But during
1: COVID, what a perfect way. Yeah, to man. Glass wine, Europe. put on the
0: podcast, yeah. and go to town. I, I literally, I'll still have little like you can buy the little Lego bags and. Um, if I'm, like, kind of in a rut or whatever, I'll just tie myself, see how fast I can put something together. Or sometimes, like I said, truly Lego therapy because I can put this on. It's kind of mi- – it's mindless, right? It's not right. like – you're just following directions. Exactly. Um, but there's, like, always this aha moment, like, where you're doing something, especially with, like, Star Wars or whatever, something that's familiar where you get to the, put this thing together and you're like, oh, damn, like, that's how they did that. That's really cool. It is. Um, yeah. So
1: I did a 911. They had a um, – was like a one you know 20th scale 911 porsche
0: oh yeah and dude that thing was badass and
1: and they're in the beginning of the booklet it talks about how the guy created the oh yeah there's always a story about the designer detailed it's
0: actually very impressive what lego puts into these designs crazy man matter of fact i bought that set for a buddy of mine who's really into porsches i bought that for him for his birthday
1: i still got it sitting Uh, in my living room my wife is like when are you going to put that in your office i'm like babe it it's awesome. It, it's a piece of yeah. art. Come on, your yeah, husband created. I, I, it.
0: I had to call my collection. I recently kind of redid my studio, and I was like, I think it's getting a lot of hand. I had <laughs> like so many Legos all over the place. I had to get them out and kind of tighten it up a little bit. But the, the other other ones that are really cool are the um, the floral ones. They they have the like f- the, yeah they have like plants and stuff. Oh botan- shit, yeah, it's really cool, dude. They've expanded. It's it's crazy. I got a bottle of water. I feel like I'm like in. I think we got some my... we got some water. Yeah. We'll got, I'm it drinking out. coffee. I just feel like.
1: Yeah, you want to you want to wet the whistle. Um, yeah. So back to kind of your origin story and how you got into architecture. Yeah,
0: uh, like I said, since a kid, um, that was the goal. And I chased it all the way down through. Um, I got my undergrad in housing and technical technical interior design at Florida State. Um, Go Knowles. Yep, absolutely. And uh, got a good season going on right now. Hell um, yeah. And came back to get my master's at USF. Thank you. Oh, awesome. Yeah, got my master's at USF. Are you um,
1: originally from Tampa?
0: Originally from outside of Detroit. I moved here when I was a kid in 1984 um, and went to school at uh, Bloomingdale. Grew up in Val Rico. Mm. Um, went up to Tallahassee, was up there, and then came back here for grad school. I've been here ever since. That's awesome, man. Wow.
1: So grad school, what year would that have been? Just so I can understand like the yeah, progression you've I'll, seen I'll, in I'll the city.
0: My, I'll date myself. Tomorrow's my birthday. I'll be 47, uh, and I... Graduated from grad school in 2004. You look fucking phenomenal for 47 years old. <laughs> Thanks, man. Try, for real. Try, try to keep it tight. Um, so,
1: so man, you have seen an incredible shift in Tampa's growth. You have a really interesting perspective on on the trajectory yeah. of, of where we're
0: going as yeah. a city. I, I remember being a kid um, for seventh grade. We were bust out here. I went to Booker T. Washington. And I, I remember being a kid. They were building... Um, what is now, I think, the Wells Fargo building? It's like the pink-colored, sort of stepped building. And I remember watching that go up every day, coming in on the bus on the Selman, um, and just thinking, like, one day I'm going to do that. Like, how how am I? And gonna... I ended up working one of the one of the firms that I worked for out of school was uh, we focused on um, on high rise buildings. It was actually really one of my one of my favorite jobs. Uh, we actually worked on the uh, one of the biggest projects that we worked on that never happened was the Trump Tower. We actually that yeah. went all the way through. We finished the whole set of drawings at the last. It was like one of those like textbook situations last two days, 48 hours straight in the studio and, and got them all done. And then that collapsed
1: because of the recession. Absolutely.
0: So that, um, that firm, it's all they worked on. And I kind of saw the writing on the wall. I mean, it was, it was a, established firm and there was 30 people when I started and by the time I left there was you know I think it was down to around 10. Pull that
1: up Tyler real quick. Trump Tower Tampa. That site has had several issues yeah, each ten... iteration of project. Yeah. Is, is that a is that a site specific problem or no, what's going on? I think on? it was
0: always timing man. I yeah. Think it, at first when the Trump uh, building was going on there was there was uh, I think soil issues. I think there was some like uh, burial ground stuff like some artifacts maybe that were found. I don't, oh, wow. don't hold me to that but I feel like there was something weird like that. Um, I yeah, came this in, in two thousand seven. Yeah, I came in late to that to the game on that on that project when I was working for that firm. But that was a it was a you know prominent project that we worked on. Um,
1: it's kind of a tricky site too, right? You're in a pinched yeah, position. Yeah,
0: but you'd be surprised. I mean, yeah, that's that's the model right there. There it is. Yeah, um, it's a tight site, but man, really, the more you look around the world, like the biggest buildings are built on some of the, the smallest sites. I mean, right now, that's the, so true. The townhouse we're doing right now. Um, is on an incredibly tight site. And it's, it's, you want to talk about
1: that project? Sure. Yeah. Call all up. right. Yeah. Pull that up on their Instagram page. There's, they've got rendering. So you actually are building townhomes in your backyard,
0: essentially. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, yeah. When
1: you bought that site, that piece of property, yep. did you have in mind building multiple units? So
0: we bought the first lot. Uh, my wife and I, this is this give you a little bit of nerdy background. My wife and I are huge New Orleans fans. We go there all the time and we're driving around looking for like, we, it's time for us to buy some land and then build the first house. And there is a street called Orleans and we're just like, Oh, how, how great would that be? And we find this lot, um, and we make an offer, and they, they said, Oh no, somebody else. We were coming out of the recession, so we 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 were the we got lucky. We got really lucky, got the got a great price on the property. But first offer, they're like, oh no, somebody's made a bigger offer today. I knew that there was gonna be setback issues with mm. it. Um, and so I was like a psycho. I drive by like once a week. Two weeks later, signs back up, call up right away, make an offer. They're like, no, nah, somebody just made an it happened three times, like somebody made a bigger offer than you to this morning, whatever all right cool whatever and so the third time i call i said listen um by that time i was like on a first name basis with her uh i said i know why your sales are falling through people are doing their due diligence and they're realizing that there's setback issues and they're gonna have to get a variance and all this stuff i go i'm i'm okay to do that i'll walk this through myself i'm like i'm not a developer trying to come here and just build something and leave like i'm trying to plant my flag here and, and be here. I love this neighborhood. I've got a romance with this neighborhood. I grew up coming here with my mom. And uh, I said, if you take my offer, I'll walk it through myself and get it done. She's like, all right, cool, let's do it. And they're actually my neighbors. They live next door now. Oh, no um, way. Yeah, so we got the property, and it was, a, it was a small property. It was a 65 by 65, and there was a lot on the backside with a, a house that was, like, literally, you could almost push it. It would fall over. It was falling, mm-hmm. and falling apart. I got a hold of that owner. She didn't live there at the time and uh, got her. She was into it and she sold it to us. And we thought, okay, cool. We've got this great property now. We had already done the variance on our property. Um, And so then we get this property essentially was the the backyard. So these were two separately platted properties. Yeah, well, uh, as we we would find out later that. Back in the, whatever, early 1900s, somebody had split that lot up and it never mm. was really recorded. So they had oh. two different addresses, but it was, and there was nothing they could do at this point. I mean, it had its own address and everything. And so uh, we looked at it and we're like, well, we don't actually need all of that, all this yard. We don't need a huge yard like that. We're not really like that. We need enough. We want to make, eventually put like a little pool back here or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we looked at it and we said, that could be our first design build project to, to sell. And so we, we did did A PD rezoned it and cut it off, cut off what we need, took what we needed, and that was that. Yeah, you got to watch the table, you don't oh, want to bang people's yeah, ears. Gotcha. Can um, we pull up the
1: neighborhood? Do you mind if we kind of show where this area yeah, is? Because no, I at think all. it's I think it's important for the conversation because there, there's Hyde Park, right? But yeah. then there's another neighborhood north of Swan, Dobbyville. Dobbyville, Do- Dobbyville. Dobbyville is
0: Dobbyville. how you say yeah, it, yeah. So we're actually so we're in Hyde Park. We're in historic Hyde Park. Um, Google
1: Maps, Tyler. You could probably just zoom in if you're familiar. Do you know the area we're talking about, Tyler? I know where Hyde Park is, so like yeah, Hyde like, Park. It's right north of Hyde Park Village, correct? Yeah,
0: absolutely. If you were if you use on Swan as like a, a right. an anchor point.
1: Right. So do satellite Tyler. Because this is, I actually love this little pocket of Tampa. It's very unique. It's kind of bordered by Swan, the crosstown. You've got Hyde Park Village to the south.
0: It's very eclectic.
1: And it's very eclectic, right? I feel like your style would fit in in this neighborhood more than south of Swan or like Hyde Park proper, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it's interesting. When we bought it, um, there was no, uh, the local historic district was not part of this, this part of the neighborhood. It was still just national. Um, And I remember when I was down in the city, uh, checking in on all, all the information. The guy's like, "Yeah, you could you could build a spaceship here if you wanted to. Nobody could say anything." <laughs> okay, perfect. Um,
1: That's encouraging news. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Um, so we went for it, and yeah, it's called Dobeville, um, and it's it's sort of like there's all sorts of different. It's got it's crazily diverse. I mean, you have. Single family, multifamily. You have uh, commercial businesses back there, um, and and it really is. Uh, it's it's just a beautiful little pocket in Hyde Park, and you know you get south of Swan and everything is very it's pristine and it has been that way for a long time, and in Dobeville, uh, particularly on our street was a was a place that you know. hate to say it but like the city sort of had turned its back on it for for decades and we we didn't even know what WVL was at the time we bought in we just liked that there was a street called Orleans and we're like how cool is that and we got there and we learned very quickly um, from some of the neighbors that we got to sit and talk with um, that had been there forever Um, this matriarch Miss Brown was really awesome um, RIP and she we learned about Dobeville from her, and and heard some really cool stories. And um, how long has she lived in the neighborhood for? She was born in that in her house in the nineteen in nineteen forty, I think. So you're think talking early pre nineteen thirty, yeah, yeah, pre crosstown. Yeah, she she says uh, we'd sit and have discussions, and I, I felt really lucky to be able to kind of get some real history from her. And and she said, you know, I've been here all of it I've been here when it was thriving and I've watched the decline and I'm, I'm seeing what's happening around us now and she goes I'd just like to say like I respect you for 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 being here and taking a chance in this place not many people have in in recent decades and it's it's cool that you're doing that and I respect you for that and, I, and she actually said like you know if when I'm, when I'm gone, if my family ever decides this, to sell our house, I'd, I'd hope that they would sell to you because I think what you're doing here is cool. And I think wow. you're, you're giving a new life to this area. And I thought I, wow. I took that to heart, man. It was really, really powerful.
1: That's an incredible thing to hear from a resident who's been in a neighborhood her entire life.
0: Yeah. And, and, quite and frank- probably
1: someone whose opinion, I mean, that opinion holds more weight than almost any other.
0: Yeah. It, I could go on about that for a long time, but I, I will say, um, you know, if you look at the style that, that we have, like I said, Urban Progressive, it's got this. I define my style as Urban Progressive, and the way that I, I explain it is it's uh, it's modern, but it's not minimal or Miami. Mm. It's, it's industrial, but it's very comfortable and welcoming, and it's eclectic, but it's very intentional and precise. Um, Can you
1: pull up the, um, back to the Instagram page, the Strata Barn, it's mm-hmm. called.
0: So, this I is kind of came up with that name.
1: Let, yeah, let's talk about the name.
0: Yeah, so <clears throat> I, I'm a nerd. Because everything, everything has everything. a I, purpose. Projects right? have names. I like to give them, give them something. And um, I started, I was studying a lot of this modern gable design that I'm really into these days. And I started with that. And as I was, it's such a tight site um, that I needed to make sure that it, it didn't really have room to sort of like have low ceilings or anything. So as I as I made the ceilings more spacious on the top floor, it sort of fl- started to flatten the roof out a little bit. And as I was looking at it, I was like, wow, it's kind of got this cool sort of barn look to it. Um, mm. And I started researching like, what can I call this thing? And I was like, it's very different. It's a different layer of design for Hyde Park. And I was just thinking about how, how, do, I, how do I like, what, what do I do with that? And I, the word strata means layer. And so I'm like, oh, it's this sort of barn look, and I call it strata barn because it's a whole new layer of design for, for the neighborhood.
1: You put a lot of thought into the name
0: and into the design.
1: How detailed do you get, I mean, down to the specific material you for use?
0: every single little – I'll have to give you a tour of, of our house sometime and when this is done, uh, this this project as well. So we, do, we design everything all the way down to, like – the front door the leather on the front door handle uh to the cabinet poles like we'll mm-hmm. do everything i work with um i work with what what i believe are the two or three best most talented fabricators and uh, in, in, uh, like furniture and, and hardware and stuff in tampa and we do really cool collaborative work and these guys are, are awesome um and so if it can be designed i will design it
1: the front door of your personal home—you had a broker's open there to kind of yep, show off yep, your detail. Yep. That was really interesting.
0: Yeah, it's—it's—you're uh, seeing more of these pivot doors nowadays. Um, but yeah, this—it's a—it's a pivot door, and I—we uh, skinned it with corten steel, which has. Uh, it's meant to get this sort of like rust, little crust mm. on it, and it's really good. The weather's really well. Actually, matter of fact, I mentioned On Swan before. If you go to On Swan, like the whole outside of that building has that material on there. Yeah, um, there's the door. Yeah, really right cool, man. And we kind of we, and then we sort of add that that material to other areas. See the balcony up top on the sides of the balcony, it has that same material. Uh. Um, but then in the same light, like. You know, this industrial, when you think of industrial, like I said, it's industrial but comfortable. So what do we do to sort of soften up the facade? There's a kumaru wood on the, that's my studio gate right there on the right-hand side. And then on the balcony, that kumaru, Kumaru, or that um, balcony was uh, fabricated by the same person that did my door. And we did the kumaru wood on the gate and on the balcony to sort of really soften everything, soften the facade up a little bit.
1: Can you go back to the barn, the strata barn?
0: It's funny, somebody asked me, uh, is this a barn, is this a barn dominium? Like, I, don't even, right, I, don't even, I don't even know what that is at the point. <laughs> I was like, maybe I'm aging out. But uh, I looked it up. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that is a thing. I'm like, but no, it's, it's, it's not. It's so it's... much more than that, in my opinion. And I it, think it's really cool. That suggests condominium, too. It's not. This is definitely a townhouse project.
1: So you mentioned it's not Miami Modern. Right. What does Miami Modern look like to you? And um, then how, how does this design differ from that? Like, how have you accomplished moving away from that when,
0: design? When I say Miami Modern, I you know, you think of, like, uh, it's all white. It's, it's very clean lines, almost museum-like. Um, be- I am not, like, shitting on Miami Modern at all. It's some beautiful designs out there, right? But for me, that's just, there's, I, I like to take it a little step further. I like to have more, um, more character on the inside. And so, like, if you look at our kitchens, uh, again, we design everything down to the cabinetry. And, like, I, I kind of like to look at our kitchen designs as, like, um, I take influence from, like, you know, old-school New York or Parisian cafes. Mm. Yeah. Um, we actually, the kitchen, our kitchen was featured, uh, randomly. I got an email from, uh, dwell magazine online as like, you know, top five, uh, sleek black kitchens of the week a couple of years ago. It was pretty cool.
1: So adding, so to me, Miami is like porcelain
0: tile or marble, white, 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 right? Yeah. Everything's yeah.
1: white, clean lines, boxy, yeah. flat, of, flat
0: roof, lots of glass and, and, you know, invisible railings and stuff like this. Uh,
1: so you're, you're moving, out of that direction not only the shape, right? A mm-hmm. more pitched roof, but mm-hmm. also the materials you're using, right? So yeah. adding those stone elements, adding wood to yeah. warm it up.
0: Absolutely. And we also um so do hand traveled concrete countertops, uh even like shower pans. Ooh, what like. does that look like?
1: Concrete countertops. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um it's not super uncommon. Um <clears throat> but usually when you see them, uh people will like dye them and color them and they make them really smooth and beautiful and pristine and that is the opposite of what i'm trying to do. So with the the sort of industrial lean that i have when i was working with the the this guy that did my countertops the, the first ones i said i want them to look like concrete. i don't want to hide the fact that they're concrete. if they're concrete let's express that. Yeah. And so we it's just a hand trowel concrete when you come look at them i mean it's it's it looks like the concrete floor. it's uh, but it's polished, solid, and really really pristine.
1: Is this style of construction more expensive than just your typical like yeah. block?
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, even like if I did a package like you know, for me to do Oh, it's um, beautiful.
1: Look at these concrete ca- countertops. Yeah. If wow. You pull,
0: if you pull up Instagram um, for, for my page, you'll be able to see uh that's a that's the marble island. But yeah, that's actually that was a sample if you go back. That's a sample of the concrete Oh beautiful, top right there. really cool. <laughs> um but what we'll do also is like, okay, so it's it's concrete, it's industrial, how do we soften that up? Right. So we, I find uh, marble that has really heavy gray veins in there. So the gray in the marble plays off of the concrete, and we'll use a marble for the island, and we'll do marble for the backsplash. So it all ties together and becomes, it, it goes from being just industrial to elegant, you know, and having like a real soft touch to it.
1: You're really unique in that you're the, you're the architect, the builder, and the designer as well. Yeah,
0: all, I would do it all. Like I said, I, I, it's I don't know. It can be kind of uh, cumbersome sometimes, but I, but I love it, man. I live for this stuff, and and it's I I don't ever want to get to a point where I'm trying. I'm not trying to be the developer that's doing twenty homes, hundred homes a year at all. I want to keep it tight. I mean, if I could do, if I'm doing three or four custom homes and I'm designing it, building it, listing it. I'm happy and life is good and it's simple. I have I have some friends in town that are that started small and they're they're big commercial builders now and they're super successful, but they've all said the same thing. And it's like, hey man, when this takes off, keep it tight. Don't don't Mm. get too big because it ends up becoming you're feeding the beast, right? Like you become the business model for you, but the business person there and you, you stop being able to have fun with all the design you end up hiring people to do the design for you and all mm. that and there's something to having like hiring people to help you with sorry i keep hitting the table there's something to be to hire you know people to help you with some of the the, the drafting work or whatever but the second i'm not designing anymore or thinking about every little last detail I'm not going to be having fun anymore. You're I, further
1: I, away from that Legos. Yeah, that you're yeah, about, right? yeah. Like, like the you, whole—you want to be the artist. You want to be in there, actually creating.
0: The whole cliche: do something you love, right? Uh, and I love this, and and, and I I love taking uh, everything apart and just getting everything down to the last detail.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. So this this is very ambitious, right? Obviously in its design it's ambitious, but also to find a buyer that appreciates this quality. Yeah. I know your wife is involved in the sales, right? Yep. So anyone that that wants information on this can contact admix on Instagram yep. or yep. Bianca as yep. your wife.
0: Bianca Green at admix.com.
1: Okay. So what what are the challenges in finding a buyer? I mean, you know, I would imagine it's going to be more difficult to find a buyer for a property like this versus, Hey, we're just going to build a typical town home Yeah.
0: Here. Yeah. And, and quite frankly, they, I'd be lying. If I didn't say I have, I have sleepless nights thinking about those things, yeah. but at the end of the day, you know, it's a, you're creating for a niche market and that's okay. I I've never been one for the mainstream. I, I don't really, I, I don't get into a whole lot of mainstream music. It's, it's just not for me. And the way I see it is that maybe, you know, if a hundred people come look at it, maybe it's different where everybody wants this, uh, this house that's nice and comfortable and because there's a lot of beautiful homes out there that oh, are, yeah. that are, that are not my thing. I, something about me as a designer, I don't shit on other designers just because they're not my style. I, re, I, I respect good design no matter what style it is. Um, but if a hundred people come through the house, they, some people may like it. Uh, can't imagine living here, but the ones that get it Instantly, are going to be like, "Oh, I got to have this because mm. it's the only, it's the only one," you know. And and that's that's what I'm shooting for. And like I said, like even with my house, uh, I'm designing this this totally unique structure in Hyde Park, and I I had sleepless nights thinking like, "What are people going to think about yeah. this?" Like I I'm not trying to be you know the asshole that everybody hates, you right, know. but i right. But I'm, but I'm trying to live by what I what I want to do. I'm trying to be true to myself. And so we did it. And wouldn't you know? Like we we decided to enter the Parade of Homes that year. Not because we thought we had a chance of Helen of hell and it winning anything, because our style is just so much different. But we entered, we, we have, we thought, okay, people can at least see who we are. Mm. And uh, we get a call and they're like, hey, you guys haven't gotten your gala tickets yet. And we're like, yeah, you know, we're not really, you know, into the gala kind of thing. And like, no, you should definitely come. And we're like, all right, fine. Uh, we've had fun with this. Let's go. And we're hanging out. And next thing you know, they're like giving out these awards and they go, oh, award for, uh, uh, primary suite design and like admix. We're like, oh, damn, we won something. Like, how cool is that? They th- uh, maybe they're throwing us a bone or whatever. And then it keeps going on. There's nine There's nine total awards. And the next thing, it's like uh, price category, 1.5 million, whatever, admix. We're like, holy shit, we won another one. And then they're like, uh, best, oh, what was the next one? Uh, best in class for curb appeal. And that one really hit me because now I'm like, curb appeal, that's like just. It, that's, that's everything exactly yeah. what i that's that's it like I, I, it's like you're being vindicated right like holy shit people really like this and it really like hit me you know i'm getting chills right now thinking about that and then keep going best in class architectural detail and i'm like fuck like this is this holy, holy shit like, so holy how shit. many like, did you win there's nine there's nine possible awards and then we end up they're like all right the grand diamond award for best project of the year admix and we're like Holy shit. That's like we're, amazing. We're kind man. of like sitting here. I'm like, like almost like crying at the table. Like, so what, what is that? Is going Four on? of Fi- nine? Five of the nine. And <sighs> so, yeah, and it's just me and Bianca, man. It's just me and my wife. So people are coming up to one of the developers, like who's like, I thought was going to win everything. Cause he does beautiful homes and like 20, 30 a year. I thought this guy was a shoe and to take him all home. And we were sitting at the same table and we were all cool. And then by the time it was over, he like just left, didn't even say anything to me. I was like, Oh, Five of what. nine.
1: You guys are this, trying to this, carry this, him out I'm the like, door. Yeah.
0: This 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 one woman walks up she's like, Oh my god, congratulations. Like, how many people are in your firm? And Bianca and I are looking at each other like it's this is it, you know what I mean? Like it's it was it was a super cool moment, super humbling, and and, and it really gave me a lot of drive to to keep going.
1: That's you know? awesome. Yeah. And that was for your personal home, right? Yeah, the one in yeah, the front. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It's incredible. Um,
0: yeah, and then uh, you know we we pushed on. We actually started designing. We got into. I'd actually designed a single family home for for where Stratabarns going now, and I did it during the process of building our house. And when I got done with it, I looked at it. It was permitted and everything. Uh, and I looked at it and I, I I just said, you know what? Like this is cool, and I could put this a lot of places and be you know okay with it. I go, but I'm gonna, this is in my backyard, and this is the, the first one that we're going to push to sell. I said, I think I can do better. Mm. And I actually scrapped it. Um, I, it was, like I said, permitted. Design-wise? Yeah, it it, it was... sounds
1: like you shifted from single-family to uh, Absolutely. townhouses. Yeah,
0: so that, that year, Bianca and I uh, went and stayed at our first Airbnb. I think we were in Austin. And um, it was the second and third floor above this detached garage of this architect, and his designer wife and this house is so cool we were just like we were in love and we we sat there that night and we I remember they had like a record player and we're hanging out and we're like this is it this is what we could do maybe we could do some airbnbs or whatever that was how, where the conversation started but mm. it was like we should do like two townhouses in the back and let's let's roll with that and that's uh, that's that's how we got to do the, the townhouse. Thing. Is
1: that still a part of the conversation between you guys? Like, hey, maybe we'll keep these as Airbnbs.
0: We, we've thrown it around. Um, you know, for this project, we really want to move them um, just to just to move on to the next project. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm hoping, you know, maybe it's like somebody buys them, and if they ever uh, decide to sell, them, maybe we'll buy them back or something. I'm, I'm some of the the strongest interests we've had so far. Uh, has been from people like cash buyers that want to turn them into Airbnbs, and that'd be awesome. We're, we're totally cool with that. But are you allowed to do it in that neighborhood, yeah. Airbnbs? Yeah, yeah absolutely. There's, I there's think it'd be few. really cool yeah. Airbnbs, yeah. and what a location to do yeah. it in, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So let's talk. Uh, f- can we talk like floor plans, like detail yeah. stuff like yeah, that? Absolutely. Do you have that that we can pull up, check out?
0: Um, I don't have uh, website. Maybe the website is actually. Lo- no, this is the old one. This this website is trash, man. It's embarrassing. So we're actually <laughs> launching. So we're actually launching. I'll announce it now. We are launching our new website. Launches today. Um, so by the end of the day, it will be up. Awesome. Um, yep. Um, and actually, Strata Barn, we're actually listing it on MLS today. Fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, we've we've had it sort of sitting as we've gotten it uh, out of the ground. So we're we we've flown our first floor, our second floor of trusses. We're going on the second floor right now. We're anticipating a completion date of around late March, early April. Um, and so we thought it was, uh, appropriate now to kind of finally put it, put it back on the market.
1: Are these two identical units?
0: Nope. No, they look that way from the front. Um, but they are, there's a larger unit and a smaller unit. Um, it's a really unique design and, and honestly it was, uh, the city didn't know what to do with it. And that was another reason why I was very against calling it barn dominium, uh, they're they're designed, there's a larger unit that's just over 2,000 square feet and a smaller unit that's just over 1,600 square feet. And typical townhouse design is one next to another with the party wall that goes straight up. And I designed this so that they they look the same on the front and both of them have front entrances on Azeel Street, but you park on the alley. And so I was like, well, how are you going to have two units parking? Like it doesn't, it didn't work. And so the bigger unit has a full two-car, oversized two-car garage with storage. Uh, you can see right there. And then, if you go past it to the backside here, you have a double stack, a double stacked uh, covered carport for the other unit. And you walk; they, the garage unit would walk into their unit through the garage, obviously when they park. And then the carport has a, a private breezeway down the backside, where they would enter from the back. Um, and what happens is, on the the, the units are the bigger unit is sort of in the front. And the smaller units in the back, except for there's a there's a there's a hallway on the west side where, on the third floor, the bigger unit goes over the smaller unit, and that mm. blew the city's mind. Like that's the party wall doesn't go all the way to the roof. I go ah, oh, but it's a detail. It's detail. How do you define party wall? And I said it just goes sideways and goes out the wall. And it's all still detailed the same for fire code and all this stuff. Mm. And it took it took a while. I mean, I had to get the, my attorney to. to Get involved in all this stuff, but the city actually did said, No, you're you are right. Wow. Yeah, it, it's it's. I said.
1: So the city had never really seen anything. No, like this and, it, and, it, and
0: it, it threw a wrench in things, and it was it was it was a tough uh, moment. We had to we had to fight for it. But I said, listen, like I understand, like when when the city's looking at things, like it's usually cut and dry, right? But I said, just because something hasn't been done doesn't mean it's impossible or can't be done. We just have to look at it and reexamine it and see. See if what I'm saying makes sense. And if it doesn't, fine, we'll call it a, if we have to call it a condominium, we will. But mm. it's not. It's yeah. a townhouse. And I, I So the, they were
1: very receptive to this, yeah, this I mean, design. I, yeah.
0: I mean, when you make when you make an argument for something, if you if you can present the facts, it is what it is, right? I mean, we showed it uh, in the code, we let the design, the code speak for itself, and that was that.
1: Got approval and now you're under yeah. construction. Yeah. Well, it's really cool. And I love the idea how you have two front entrances and then parking around the side. Yeah you've I mean obviously visited Austin you were you were saying yeah. um why build here in Tampa like why Tampa you graduated um school here you're kind of from like Valrico you moved yeah, here a yeah. few, few years ago
0: yeah I moved here in 84 as a kid from uh from just outside Detroit um grew up like I said in Valrico um went to school up at uh, undergrad like I said at Florida State grad school back here at USF and uh like, why not
1: take this to Austin, where there's more of, of a of a demand for this very interesting
0: well, architecture, right? Que- why Tampa? That's you a know? great question. And so, there was a point um, before, well before the this awesome Tampa boom that we're experiencing, where we considered we're like, well, there's the design uh, scene around here was it, has, it hadn't started booming yet, and we we're like, maybe we could, maybe we go. My wife was uh, she was born in New York, and we're thinking. We love New York City. We go mm-hmm. there all the time. And we're like, maybe we, maybe we go to New York and start fresh there. Or maybe we go. Um, I love Detroit still. I was like, maybe we take this to Detroit. Detroit was coming, like, sort of coming out of their bankruptcy. And um, we just sat back and looked at it and said, you know what? Her family's here. My family's here. We've got a ton. Of, we've got a great network here. Friends, family, all the business. And we said, maybe we, can, uh, maybe we, we stay here and try to become uh, part of the solution. Yeah, mm. try try and be part of part push, of whatever Tampa is going Yeah, board, we can forward. be part of whatever Tampa is going to become and I knew we couldn't be happier with with that decision, man. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. Well, you guys are making a huge impact. We're trying. I mean, this this project has gotten a lot of attention. Yeah. Um kind of back to the design though. So, is there any sort of a of a yard space? What is this here on the no,
0: right? No. No, so <clears throat> what the way I like to define the, these, these townhouses, even my house, I say it's like a single family townhome, you know, townhomes mm. are typically more than one unit. And so I like to think of in the design that I do is, is very, uh, it's, it's, I, I say it's like city inspired. So I take a lot of my design influences from places that I've lived. I, I uh, owned a unit in the, uh, the model T, you know, what model T is down mm-hmm. in channel the side, channel side. Yeah. yeah. I, I owned a unit down there years ago and I had a corner unit with these Floor to ceiling windows that I thought were really cool, and I I incorporated that into into my house. And so, um, I I like to say it's like city living in a neighborhood. And so this this site, man, it's uh, forty by sixty five. It is it is. It's tight. tight yeah. So there's no room for 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 a, a yard in that situation. But I put these balconies, oversized balconies on there and stuff like that that face downtown to give you that airy that airy feel. Um, but yeah, this this particular uh, build is is it's like. No, I, it's like living in a high-rise downtown, but, but yeah. in a more neighborhood setting.
1: Right. You can walk out your front door. Yeah, yes. I mean, the walkability in this neighborhood is incredible. Yeah, man, you go to Hyde Park Village, I, hit the market, I, go to a restaurant. I
0: feel so lucky to, to be where I'm at. Um, I remember my, my, my building mentors like, oh, you're going to build that house and sell it. I'm like, no, man, I don't, I don't think so. Like, we love it here. We're, there's dumb things that you can't really put a price on, right? We're like a block and a half from the on and off ramp for the settlement. So Bianca and I go to St. Pete all the time. Like we're like, one day we're heading over there. You know, we go here. We come to St. Pete a lot. We do hop the bridge quite a bit. Like I don't know many people that go over there, go, go there as much as we do, or even come from there to Tampa. I go, but it's because we live so damn close to the to mm-hmm. expressway. It literally takes us twenty minutes, fifteen if you're going real fast to get Willow to get right, right yeah, there. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and then, like you said, man, Hyde Park Village. Like we, we. we I've always heard the stories of somebody that got lucky buying their lot this time. that you know, all these lucky stories that you hear. That was us this time. Like yeah. we, we got, we got in at right before everything started going crazy. We, I, I, I grew up, like I said earlier, I grew up in Val Rico, but my mom, single mom, me and my two younger sisters, like she would bring us to, to Hyde Park village back in the day for like a school clothes shot. You know, we, we each get one outfit and we thought it was like super fancy, you know, we were really cool. And I remember getting off on Willow one time Driving down Willow and the canopy trees, and I'm like, I'm gonna live here one day. And she's like, Yeah, well, you better keep going to school. You know, that was her big thing. You gotta go to college, and uh, you better become that architect or whatever. This is this place is is not cheap. Um, and so, all, we did it. Like, you know, what yeah. I mean, we're, we're one block off of Willow on on Orleans, but but new but the uh, the village, like you said, we when we bought, it was really still at that point. It was Irish 31. Uh, sharper image
1: was there or maybe this Well no
0: when we bought no 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 sharper image was the that the island where uh, I might be talking where, like 90s. No that sharper was that image. was back when I used to come here with sharper right. image of Banana Republic and all that stuff was here but no when we bought um almost 10 years ago now it was it was really all that was there was Timpanos, uh, Irish 31, Wine Exchange, and the movie theater, you know, and then a couple other little random things that were in there. Yeah, but nothing th- so that this is, is
1: pre, like, goody-goody, oh, hundreds. way like, before so, meat market. So
0: we we get in, we bought, we're bought. we in the middle of building our house, we get our hands on the second property, and probably two months after we um, we get the property, the second, la- the second lot... Uh, it was announced that this developer, I think they're from Boston, um, mm-hmm. bought, bought Hyde Park Village and was going to be redeveloping it. We're like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, it's happening. Like, we were just here because we like the neighborhood and, and they we did like what we Such a good job, oh, too. God, I are you kidding me? Like Hyde Park
1: Village is such a gem.
0: It's awesome. Man. It really it, it, is. It, it, and you guys are right there, man two, what, blocks. two literally, blocks literally on swan's our favorite spot like that's a shameless plug i guess but we love that's like our favorite place in town it's just it's our it's our neighborhood joint you know what i mean like we go there it's got now that i'm vibe.
1: thinking correct me if i'm wrong and maybe i'm remembering it in a weird way but doesn't on swan have similar elements to your home where so it's like iron it's, and rust yeah and, it's
0: kind of got that eclectic feel it's it's industrial it's but it's also got this very nice comfort to it as a matter of fact they have like i said they have core 10 on the outside of their it's the same yeah. as on our front door it's all like the whole front of their building and
1: they've got gas lanterns yeah, and then yeah, they, yeah. they pull in some greenery they're they're foliage.
0: they're an awesome group man it's their the ownership there is really awesome but but the village itself like for somebody looking at buying in the neighborhood or buying one, one of these townhouses, like you're literally a three minute walk from being in the village like roe just opened up that's like the hot spot right now everybody you know all, all the 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 I don't know what you want. What do you want to call it? But meat markets down there. Bar, I've been itching to try a taco, trial row. How row? is it? I haven't been yet, man. I haven't. I haven't pulled the trigger. I've been so damn five busy. I'm I'm trying to I'm get almost, out of the house. I, I, I'm almost embarrassed to say I haven't been there yet. It's so close to our house, but we've, we've just been so busy. Um, but every on all accounts, everybody, uh, everybody seems to love it.
1: St. Pete is for sure more progressive. And I feel like politically, ideology and even the architecture, right? St. Pete could argue that probably would lean more in this direction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, have, have I, you guys thought about doing some developments over there?
0: Absolutely, man. I, I'll, I'll, well, one I'll design anywhere. Uh, matter of fact, we just got a, a, a gig up in Michigan. I'm going to be designing something up in Michigan. I'm oh super, my gosh. Yeah. I'm super stoked. Uh, but yeah, going back to the homeland, um, St. Pete. Yeah. Matter of fact. So the house is a tool, right? I said the house is a tool for us. Um, we, we, it was our first solo design build it's our flagship product. We both live and work from home. My studio is there. Um, and it's absolutely meant to be a tool. We use it for, uh, we do a pop-up showroom at our house. And we, we, if we have like somebody interested in one of the townhomes because all of the finishes are so similar. Um, and the other day <clears throat> I was working out, I work out in my garage and I get a phone call. I don't usually ever answer the phone if I'm, I'm working out, I like just get in and out. But I'm like, oh, we've got a lot going on to see who this is. And this lady is like, hey, I'm standing outside. Uh looking at these townhouses here called the number. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I can hear all the noise. Are you still outside? She's like, yeah, I think I see your feet. Like I keep my door half, my garage door halfway open. I'm, it's like, yeah, let me open up. I'll get you a sales brochure and all that stuff. And she comes in and is just going wild about the house and just, oh my God, I haven't seen anything like this. I have a client in St. Pete with, with waterfront property. This will be perfect. And she brought that person over, uh, two days later and, person loved it. I haven't, you know, nothing signed yet, but right. but to answer your question, yeah, I would love to go work and yeah. do a project in St. Pete. And I think it would be really well received there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about the neighborhood? I mean, I know you've had some challenges and, and people have been a little bit rubbed the wrong way about this. Like you said, progressive, definitely ambitious project in an area that, you know, a lot of the homes don't look like what you are building.
0: It's interesting. So Again, like getting back to what I said, I was having sleepless nights building this thing, but it was it was actually really, really well received by people. Like I said, Miss Brown, who'd been there forever, and, and some of the other matriarchs. I also put um, street art on my houses, uh, on all my designs. I, I've always been infatuated with graffiti. It never was cool enough, or rebellious enough to like be a graffiti writer, but I've always been really into it. I photographed it as a hobby. I've, I've always, when I go to cities, like there, I always find a tag that you see everywhere. Um, and I said, you know, when, when I can afford to do my own home, I'm going to find a way to incorporate that some, some way unapologetically. Mm. And, um, there's this artist that's, uh, from, from St. Pete's side. He actually was Czech born, grew up around here, got his start in Detroit as a, as a, as a real artist. And I had learned about him. His name's Basque. And, um, I'm like, that's, that's the guy that's gonna, I'm not going to try and paint. That graffiti, I mean, that would be like superposer, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, so I gotta find somebody who who fits fits my vibe. And I see this guy's work and I learn about his history. And I called him up, had him we met for coffee. I brought my model and showed him, told him what I wanted to do. You can see this whole that whole <clears throat> yeah. I said, you know, I wanna put some sort of street art mural on this design and, and probably all the designs I do going forward. And would you be interested? He's like, dude, when when are we digging holes? And since then he's become one of my best friends, man. He's, he's a really, really cool dude. His work is insane. Um so about the neighborhoods. Like he's we're getting ready to do do the work and he says, he goes, be ready, man. He's like the first, you know, there's like literally 20 layers of paint on that thing. It's all hand done. He goes, you're going to get phone calls because these first couple layers uh, look like train graffiti. You know what I mean? That's how you get the little color pops in the box. Within uh, two or three hours, my phone's ringing by by random neighbors i have never talked to before. I don't even know how they got got my um, number. Like, somebody's uh, vandalizing your house. I said, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. I go, no. (laughs) Well, it gets better. I'm like, no, that's actually, that's that's supposed to be, that's supposed to look like that. And the tone was like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, trust me, it'll be all good. So we get done. I'm out there one night photographing it, and this this older woman, she had been there forever. She, I mean, she was like, I think in her 90s. Um, she lived on the she lived catty corner from me, and she's walking her dog, and she stops me and she says, Listen, you know, I want to tell you something. I said, Oh boy, here we go. Right. And she goes, I didn't know what the hell you were doing when you started this house and then this, this thing, and then I, and then this graffiti and, and all this stuff. And she goes, But now that it's done, I see it and it's beautiful and I'm really happy you're here. It was another it was second person, second wow. person that was in like their eighties or nineties. Yeah. And I, again, I get the chills right now. I was like, oh, man, that is so cool. I said, you have no idea what that means to me. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm emotional <laughs> That's creative amazing, and it's dude. like, yeah, it was awesome. That's so, awesome. so it's to your point about like the neighborhood, some people in the neighborhood being rubbed the wrong way. What I've found is that certainly in Hyde park, you're going to have your purists that just, if it's not a bungalow, they just don't get it. Um, but what I've done, I'm, I'm on my neighborhood association board. I'm the urban, uh, urban planning chair. And any opportunity that we've had, we welcome the neighborhood into our house. There's, mm-hmm. there's been like historic home tours and all this stuff. I'm like, well... I'm not part of the historic homes, but maybe, maybe I'm a future history or something. I go, so I'll have everybody meet here first. will welcome you into my house, show you into our house and show you around and show you there's nothing to be afraid of here. And, yeah. and the re, the reception's actually been really cool. They're like, again, maybe it's not for them. They can't imagine living there, but they see it now and they appreciate it. There's an it appreciation and they respect it. for yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. And so it's been good. And, you know, uh, when i built uh the arc did not ha- it was not part of uh, the- we weren't in that jurisdiction and since this past january that's changed um and so maybe kind of what you're re- what you're referring to uh during uh the, the the hearings and everything i was i went down to city council and spoke twice during during those uh those times and said i have zero problem i i re- I respect historic preservation. I respect the ARC and what it what the fundamentals are. We want to keep the bad developers out. We want mm-hmm. to keep the, the people that just have bottom line in their pockets and in, in mind. They don't care about good design. They want to build it cheap and sell it for a lot. So I get that. But why are we restricting why are we putting restrictions on the new stuff? Like why are we why would we do that? Like if it's designed with integrity and an honest design process and, and honest materials, like why are we saying? Why are we saying no? You're not welcome. My house, right now as it stands, would not be welcomed in the neighborhood. I could not design and build this house in the neighborhood because the those laws because have of changed. The, yes, exactly. And uh, it's been pretty cool. Like a couple of the council members actually were behind me. Uh, Joe Citro, Bill Carlson, were they said no? We actually were. We agree with you. Like there's something here. Like, how, it's, as a matter of fact, I think it was Citro said. If all we talk about is historic preservation, historic preservation, historic preservation, at what point do we not realize that we're stifling the next generation's ability to create a history of their own? And I mean, that moment for me was like, yes, that, that's what we're talking about. That's
1: a great point.
0: Yeah. And again, I, uh, I think we talked about it earlier was I was, as I've looked into the ARC guidelines and what it's going to take for me to design in this neighborhood. Cause I mean, as as I'm designing now and I do own other properties that we're going to be developing in the next year. I'm going to have to deal with the ARC, um, and that's fine. I, I I see it. I understand it, and the, you can't beat them, join them, right? But but the idea for me is going to be, how do I push that envelope and and find a happy medium? And uh, when I stood up and spoke, um, it was, you know, everybody's there with this battle cry for Dobieville, where I live, where I've planted my flag, where I've invested my time in my community. I'm trying to do good things here. And when I got up and spoke, some people took it as the, I was like speaking against Dobie bill. And I'm like, no, that you couldn't be further from the truth. Mm-hmm. I'm actually trying to help here. I live here. I'm trying to do cool things that bring this neighborhood back. And, you know, no, none of y'all actually live in this neighborhood. They live, people living on Davis Island or wherever, like, yeah. but they want to make this battle cry. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. Yeah. First of all, that is not me. So don't paint me as that, as that person. That is not it. Um, And, and, Truthfully, I'm saying I'm, this sounds really dramatic, but there wasn't that many of them. And, and quite frankly, when I've had the conversation, when I've had a moment to sit down and talk with somebody, they understand it. And and like I said, some some of the older generation people that are you know have been in these, this neighborhood, people in their seventies, eighties years old, they look at me. I've spoken with some some pretty cool people uh, that look at me with a raised eyebrow when I say that I want to do what I want to do or try to do what I want to do. They look at me with a raised eyebrow, but they're like. Mm, I'm interested in seeing where this goes. There's only been one, there's only been one person. I won't mention the person by name that, that berated me, told me how dare I put a modern style home in this place and you don't belong here and all this stuff. And I was like, wow, there you are. You're the person that I lost sleep over, but there's only one of you. So well, between,
1: between all the awards you guys have won and between the support you've had from your neighbors, especially the older generations, you got to feel confident that you're doing the right thing at this
0: point. Absolutely, man. I couldn't (laughs) feel better about what I'm doing. Like I said, I'm, I'm humble and and, and I, I have feelings. You know what I mean. I don't I don't like being the guy that's like pissing people off. But if you're gonna do something and try to try to do something truly different and truly creative, um, I forget who it was. Or maybe it was Jay Z said said if you're trying to be a creative, you're doing something that's that's groundbreaking and different. If you don't have sleepless nights and you're doing something wrong, because you're not you're doing something that's never been done or trying to do something that's never been done. There's yeah. gonna be people that hate it, and that's okay.
1: Yeah. 50 Cent had a line about that too, right? Go ahead, switch the style up. And if they hate, then let them hate
0: and watch the money (laughs) pile up. Right. So like, eh?
1: right. So, so I I think the fact, I think the biggest piece of your ability to to really have a say in the conversation is you being a neighbor. Like the fact that you live there, I believe if you were from X, Y, Z coming in and trying to do this, pe- right? People would try to slit your throat, right? I'm,
0: I am I vested, man. I am here trying to do the right thing. And I think and, it's that, and then also the
1: quality in, of design and materials, yeah. right? Because this strata barn is going to have the same quality of yeah. material as yeah. your personal home. Yeah. I mean, you're going above yeah. and beyond uh, in design. Uh, uh, absolutely. There's, you guys uh, are spending money.
0: You don't have to there's, spend. There's two things there I want to say. Well, one, you're right. I, I consider the townhouse, the strata barn, and my house as sort of like one project we're on this block like i've been waiting to do my pool and finish my backyard until this is done and when it's all done i will photograph it and treat it as as such it's going to be like this one thing that they're two in one and then like i said the other the other lots that we've been getting our hands on we're going to continue to try and do what we're doing and i i think that i have a formula uh that will will be we'll we'll figure out a way to to find that happy medium. And I, I have talked to some of the people uh, that talked to old, old ARC members and whatnot. And we've toured the neighborhood and walked around and said, Hey, we've actually, you know, they'd be like, we let this modern style home in or whatever. So there's a way um, yeah. it's going to take, it's going to take some work and I'm okay with that. Like, that's fine, but look
1: at like F- Frank Lloyd Wright. You know, look at the mid-century modern movement. You know that man, ex- that exploded I, right I, I, in the fifties and sixties. People probably yeah. didn't agree with that.
0: Well, it's it's funny, man. It's I, I would never even put my myself in that. It, it, <laughs> well, the, in of the course. same sentence, it's Frank Lloyd Wright. Right. Well, but, but, but isn't that but, how a movement? starts, Well, though? somebody said to me. One of the council members said to me when that woman berated me. I was kind of shook, man. I, no one's ever like really put me down like that, and really, I mean, it was like shit that that. Kind of hurt, but whatever. Um, I move on, but I but for a day or two, I was like, How do I respond? Do I have to respond to this this woman? And everybody's like, No, nah, man, you just move on, like, don't mm-hmm. even give her that time of day. But and three or four of my best friends really helped, helped me kind of move past that. And this one guy, uh, I, one of the council members, I called him, and I was talking to him, he goes, Oh, yeah, I, I know her. He goes, But let me tell you something, man. He goes, I, he goes, I gotta run, to, he goes, I gotta run to this meeting. He goes, But I called you back, I wanted to call you back. He goes, But let me tell you this, he goes, I have a friend that work for the architect and they, they designed the Louvre in Paris, the, the new, not the Louvre, but the, the pyramid. He goes, they caught hell for years on that. He goes, and where do you, how do you think they feel now? Mm. He's like, that's all I gotta say, I gotta go by. And I was like, whoa, that's like a, that is, what a cool thing for somebody to say to you, right? Like again, I would never put myself in that category or whatever but to hear somebody say that to you is like kind okay, of cool. well that's how it's, rebe- you, it's rebellious you know it's a, there's a rebelliousness to it that's that's okay there is but
1: i think anything new you know that's going to shock a neighborhood yeah. with design yeah. you're going to get the people that have pushback it's fine it's just going to happen it's,
0: it's okay
1: and i do agree with hey if you were south of swan that might not be the place for it
0: Maybe not. I think. Uh, maybe, although, maybe, I, although,
1: then again, it might look fucking well, awesome, dude. Well,
0: but but here's the thing. So my house is is uh, it is a it's extra. It's got a, a little bit more of an industrial uh, aggression to it, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of aggressive. Uh, some of the style, with the styles that I've been studying. There's styles that I have been studying actively lately that I think will help me take that. What we see there. And mix it with what's there, because the idea is like everything is. I will never design two things the same. They're always. I'm always going to be progressing. It's always going to be the next thing, right? Um, and so, when if and when I was able to design something uh, south of Swan in, in Hyde Park, uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I do to believe I'm gonna respect the mm-hmm. neighborhood, what's there. I'm gonna take things from. If you really look at my ideology, if you read about it on the website when it drops today, um, it's about uh, you know urban progressive is about. Respecting your surroundings, taking things from it that, that um,
1: being inspired. Yeah, absolutely. Right.
0: Taking materials, materiality, heights, ratios, all these things. Um and honoring it, but on my own level. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there there are modern homes south of Swan. There I'm are. thinking of one in my head right now, and it's fucking badass, dude. In yeah. fact, there's one near What's the park? The park. Ja- Kate Jackson. Kate Jackson. <clears throat> that was yeah. one of the
0: ones that I walked around with one of the old ARC members. That they pointed that.
1: It looks really, really cool. Yeah, it's nice. Now, how did that it's, get approved?
0: Well, it's well because it's it's traditional modern, and that's that's traditional modern, and it and it follows their guidelines of ratios and things like that. Um, and so you know, it's it's your standard real S- modern. So when there. you
1: were mentioning before about the seven, I think it was specific mm-hmm. types. Mm-hmm. Modern is one of those types.
0: No, 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 it's not mentioned in there at all. So. Those are ones that are identifiable. It's not; they're not saying that you have to do Understood. that, but they're saying honor it. Again, if you if you read it, it's 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 tricky the way that it's written. Because is that they, a
1: big piece of of pitching your project to the what is it? The ARV, ARC, Art ARC Art Review Commission is actually defining the style of of design this this home will be. I mean, you have to say, hey, this is modern. Hey, this is traditional. Mm,
0: no, I, not really. Um, and and quite frankly, what I'm tr- let me back up a little bit. So let's let's take going south of Swan with my style off the table for a second. Okay. Going back to, to me speaking at council, I started to say, "Hey, like, all right, let's let's say that we'll leave south of Swan alone for right now. You guys, let's play nice." I'm in this part of town right now that the city turned its back on for decades. There's there's a lot of uncontrib- non-contributing structures here. There's These lots are just crazy weird sizes. Like there's a lot on my street that I want so bad. It's 29 feet wide and 132 feet deep. Like you're going to tell me that you're going to be able to design a house under the ARC guidelines that fits in there? No, you're not. The, pro- the properties too, cost too much money. You can't build the little shotgun shacks. It's just economically does not work. And so that is going to call for a crazy design. And so what I said was, Why can't we, what will it take to explore creating a new design district? Mm. Like, what about a design district within the district, an overlay, if you will? I said, why can't we take a place like Dobieville and open our arms up, open up the playbook a little bit and, and allow for some more modern style? If it's, again, if it's designed with integrity, honest materials and a real design process, why are we why are we shutting the door on those people like why why? and that's where again it goes beyond the council members i'm working with the the, uh, city planning directors historic preservation i'm talking with these people and they're like we like this this is a good conversation and so where i where i really hit hit them and really got their attention was like when i was at usf we used to do uh, every semester we did what was called a, a, a design charrette it was a weekend charrette and what that was is the whole they put the whole school together, no matter what year you were, freshman, senior, whatever, and they would put you into teams, and you had three days to to tackle a design challenge. Matter of fact, when I was there, one of the one of the years that we did it, uh, the design challenge was exploring what a river walk would look like in Tampa. This is the Pam Iorio days. And so there was an international design competition going on at that time to to study what a what a cool river walk would look like in Tampa. So we got to be a part of that, and I, I always thought that was really cool. And so I said, what if we could do a design charrette with USF? If I could get USF behind this to say, hey, let's this this charrette could be about uh, what it how modern residential architecture can coexist in harmony with with historical residential architecture. And there they all were like, wow, that's really cool. If you can pull that off, like. The city, I, funny enough, they said, we don't have the resources to do a study like that, but if you could pull something off like that, now we got a conversation to have. I said, challenge accepted. Mm. And so I went to the university. I went and spoke with my my old, my very favorite uh, professor, one of my two favorite professors, asked him about it. And he said, man, I, I love that idea. He goes, but we don't do charrettes anymore. It's funny. I was actually, we realized that. I was in his very first design class. And um, he goes, we don't do charrettes anymore. I go, oh, shit. He's like, I'll do you better he goes. i'll do a whole semester on it i think it's a really cool idea wow he's like i do this uh i do a class in the summer called the uh, tropical house and it's about passive ventilation all these different things he goes i have always uh used this site in sarasota he goes but we can we can pick a site in uh, hyde park and let's do this and I, he goes you can help me teach the class so i basically this past summer i helped teach a class all summer at uh at usf and i had picked three sites three sites not not one we picked so we picked a site that was like your standard size it was like 50 by 120, uh, the 29 by 132, and then a really small corner lot that was like uh, 33 by 60 or something like that. And the students got the there was I think 12 students, so they each there was equal amounts in each um, each one. Uh, And we we did it, we went for it, and it went really well. Uh, The the students designed these really cool modern homes. I I actually uh, got I got the neighborhood behind it. We raised a little bit of money to do like. Uh, to hire another student to do some really cool finished renderings. Uh, and it went so well that we we decided we wanted to, the, the professor said he wants to do it again next summer, same, same sites, uh, and have a bigger, um, a bigger body of work to present to the city. So it's, we're, we're now about, you know, about a year away. Wow. But it's an ongoing thing that I'm working on right with, working on right now. Dude, you're doing amazing things for our community. You really are. And- I'm trying. It's kind of quiet. Like we don't, <clears throat> I don't, I don't talk about that kind of stuff too much on my Instagram or whatever, but I'm working behind the scenes with that one right now because it's kind of like a long play, right? So once oh, it yeah. happens, it'll be like, oh shit, he's been working on that for right, you know, a year or two or whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah, Why we're wouldn't trying. Why would the
1: program do charrettes?
0: Why would they get rid of that? That um, seems so beneficial. I, I don't know. I didn't dig into that one, but uh, yeah, it was a fun. It was I guess a fun what thing. you got's a lot better anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we got to do a whole a summer, whole sem- a summer, summer semester. It was like you know, summer is condensed, but yeah, it was a. Uh, six or eight weeks or whatever it was.
1: There's a lot of those lots around the city. Tampa Heights has a lot of those lots. Yeah. There's alleys that are completely
0: vacated. Actually, I mean, there, there is a student who ended up asking me to be on his thesis committee, and he's trying to do a study on bringing modern homes into Hyde Park, but working in just the alleyways, working on the back. Can we do modern structures that are not on the front of the street, just on the alleyways or whatever? I said, oh, that's wow. a really cool. I guess so I'm working on that right now. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: I think as Tampa finds more of its identity, as the city grows and grows, and a lot of people move here from more diverse backgrounds, from different metropolitan areas, you're going to get people that demand different design work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would imagine that the buyer of this property, it could be a local, right? It it could be someone that just loves this style that's from Florida or from Tampa Bay, the area. But I would really imagine it might be someone from a more progressive area that has more of this type of design, yeah. like someone that's used to like a Brooklyn, like a really yeah. really cool edgy real estate area that's walkable, yeah. and they come here and they identify that.
0: If we had a target audience, I, would t- I suppose that would be it, you right? Know I mean? Like people, there we actually say like our our demographic, our target demographic is a like minded group of folks you know i mean they they like art and music and, and good design and they appreciate all the things when they walk into these these units they're going to get it they're going to see all those little details and yeah and they, they want to live unique. the
1: lifestyle that you guys live they want walkable <laughs> you know they want to be in a great location
0: yeah i mean to be real these are going to be my neighbors uh so yeah you get to pick your neighbors that's yeah, fun. yeah um and so we, we really hope that whoever does buy it is is like-minded and and, and good people I think they
1: will be. I think it's ambitious, but I think you guys will be successful. Okay. Any other projects besides this one on the horizon? It sounds like you have yeah. other stuff in the pipeline. Yeah.
0: So I just got, like I guess I think we said earlier, I just got a, uh, the one in Michigan, game in Michigan. Yeah. I'm designing but anything locally? locally. Uh, yeah. Um, nothing that I can actually talk about because there's some NDAs or whatever, but yeah. And then I've got, I, I, we do have another property in, in dobeville that we're working on right now. It's still, we haven't announced it yet because it's sort of, uh, just not at that point, but yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Stay tuned. Trying to one. try Like I said, trying to keep it, uh, if I can keep it at three or four projects per year, I'm very happy. We're comfortable. It's, it's the perfect amount of stress. Uh, and yeah. you still get to enjoy what we're doing and all that stuff. Well,
1: you're, you're extremely focused on every aspect of your projects. So for you to take on other, other ambitions, <laughs> like you mentioned would only take away from what you're trying to do. Right. Initially. Yeah.
0: yeah. You can only do so many things if you want to do them well. Right. It's, and it's funny that you mentioned other areas, uh, I'm really interested in like Riverside Heights right now, Tampa Heights. Um, I could go anywhere right now. We're in Hyde Park, and that's the focus. But there are so many cool places coming up in Tampa right now. It's it's funny one of the one of the one of the arguments of why are you f- so focused on Hyde Park? Why c- there's so many other areas in Tampa that could use your design. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, the person that was was mad at me for being in Hyde Park actually stopped short when she was leaving and said, you know what? I think you're a great designer, but you should go design somewhere else. And I was like, okay, I not guess that's a my back backhand, backhanded slap. She didn't even live here. She, but, but it was kind of like that backhanded compliment. But I was like, all right, I guess I'll take that. Um, but the reality is, yeah, they're not wrong. I'm, there are tons of uh, other, other neighborhoods in, in Tampa and St. Pete and wherever that could use this. And so, But as I got into the conversation with the city... And we're talking about like, hey, maybe we make this design overlay district within this district. He, he's like, well, there's a lot of other places around Tampa that could take this model. If this works, you could do this in a lot of other places. There are other places that have historic guidelines or whatever that you could that also have pockets in them that have been neglected. And you could use this model to try and build those up as well. I, I could only be so lucky if that happens. You know, what I yeah. mean? But, and it's one thing at a time. But but yeah, that would be awesome.
1: People have fears but you know at the end of the day I feel like the city has much bigger issues with historical preservation. Look at the Jackson House. Look at what yeah, a shame that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, man, absolutely. Look at look at the um the building on Tampa Street uh where the First Watch was. They demolished that. They're going to put up a condo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could, there's a list of of gorgeous historical buildings that were demolished and are now parking lots. So, you know,
0: I was just talking with somebody. I was talking about the Michigan Project yesterday, and there is, they were showing me there's this old, beautiful theater, very much looks like Tampa Theater, like that kind of ornateness and beauty. And it's turned into a parking garage. Like cars park in the theater, which, hey, if, it's, it's better than tearing it down, I guess, and these cars are parked in this wild thing. It's like, okay, well. Well, there's
1: always an intricate, tricky balancing act between a property rights, right? What you can and can't do versus, like, government so, coming in and, and having a conversation
0: Yeah, about so my, my thing is, like, preserve what's worth preserving. If it's a beautiful building and, and it can be preserved, let's do that but I also think that just because something was built from X year to X year or early 1900s, doesn't give it carte blanche to be saved. If it's not Mm. good architecture, if it's trash, just because it's old, yeah, just because it's old, doesn't make it worthy. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I'm a believer of that too. And some people, plenty of people would argue that, but that's fine too. But, um, I just think if it's if it's worth preserving, then preserve it.
1: Do you think the city could do more? I mean, you're kind of on the inside of, of this. You've had some conversations. Do you think the city should invest try, more?
0: I think they try really hard. I mean, as a, as a growing city, you can't save it all. You know what I mean? Like, there's only so much room to grow downtown. And you
1: certainly can't stop people from moving here. You can't yeah, stop the growth.
0: I, and, and I'm not somebody that gets, you know, I don't get mad at growth or, or you know, if something old is... is I will be on the team that tries to fight for something but if it if it's if they don't win something else is coming up as long as what's going to be in its place is done again with integrity all right cool let's move on to the next thing and and hope that they do what they say they're going to do
1: that's awesome man well listen i applaud you i think what you're doing is amazing and this is coming from a an old Tampa guy. I mean, I was born here yeah. on Davis Islands at Tampa General. Yeah, and, nice. You know, my great, great-grandfather great came here in the 1800s. We've been here for a long time. That's cool. My great-grandmother used to tell me stories about the lamplighters in Ybor City. Really? Before there was wow. electricity. Oil lamps Incredible. right out here on 7th Avenue. Yeah, wow. so, you know, from my perspective, I, I don't see Tampa as one note. You know, mm-hmm. I don't see it as one design. I think this design is very it's, important. Yeah. And I and appreciate you bringing it to our city. I'm
0: trying, you know, and even... When, the, when this all started, uh, when I learned that a lot of the neighborhood wanted to, to embrace the ARC and expansion and all this, I, I did a study, and I, I went around and took photos of, of a lot of the beautiful historic homes in, in Hyde Park, and then I took a photo of my house. I had a, a rendering of, of the strata barn, and then I went online and found photos of modern homes and townhomes in historic neighborhoods, and I made this big collage board, and I brought it in and I said, can you tell me that any of these houses don't look good next to one another? Mm. The answer is no, they all look great. If it's done well, I guess I'll say it again. If it's done with integrity and good materials, it can all live together very well and in beautiful harmony.
1: That's an important part of your pitch. Have you traveled around different metros that have, that are maybe 20 years beyond Tampa? I
0: mean, I've, you know, I've done my personal little case studies. We, my wife and I love to travel. Like travel is is not an option you know I mean, we we believe in immersing ourselves in other cultures and and everything from the architecture to the art to the people the food the music you name it i mentioned how much i love new orleans earlier like that city has it all in spades man food music art culture people all top notch mm-hmm. new york la san francisco all these places um and, and globally try to travel to europe as much as we can and get around um and we soak all that stuff up because that's if, if you don't then it's easy to understand why you'd be really stuck in your own yeah your, your little yard and think that this is the only way.
1: That's so true. So a lot of your inspiration has came from your travels uh, and and being inspired by architects around the world.
0: 1000%. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Awesome, man. Well, dude, I appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for the invite, man. AdMix, really everybody. appreciate it. How thank can people find you, follow along? Uh, at,
0: at admix.com, double A, D-M-I, double X. And then, like I said, our website is dropping. The new website updated today, www.admix.com. Hit me up. AdMix is live, everybody. Check it out. Appreciate it. Tobin, thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Bye, everybody.